Welcome to Fish Talk Hunt Radio with John Hennigan, where we're going to cast and blast you right out of this world with some of the best hunting and fishing stories that you can't even imagine. Welcome to Fish Hunt Talk. This is John Hennigan, and we have our host, Frank Selby. Hey, Frank. Hey, how's it going today? We got a lot going on today. You know what? I'm really excited about this show. I think we're all going to learn a lot. And um, it's uh, we got some hunting stuff thrown in today. And uh, obviously, a little bit of fishing. Yeah. Uh, no, and we're going to have... Uh, we always like to bring somebody on that can help us learn about tackle and gear and um, how to use it and that type of stuff so that make your day more successful. So we're going to do that also, and it's uh, the transition time. It's I don't know. It almost seems like it's winter, but it's getting close. But uh, you know, the fall is it's a great time uh, for hunting and sometimes fishing. Matter of yeah. fact, I'll mention one more time. We didn't get a response last time. I don't know why, but I've got a three-bedroom condo in Cabo San Lucas, right next to the boats. That if anybody's interested in going down there, November is mostly open, and uh, you know this listener special it's supposed to be two forty-five a night. You get it for one hundred and fifty, and uh, a night, and you can you know it's perfect for four. You can sleep six, but it's perfect for four, or it works out well for two also. You know, three levels, three bedrooms, sun deck, and just right downtown. Uh, if anybody's even given it a second thought, you need to get in touch with me. And the sooner the better. Uh, yeah. Apparently, the airline... You forgot to say right. one thing important. You What's walk that? up to the top and watch the boats coming in and out of the harbor. That's right. That's right. You just look down on the harbor on one side and the Sea of Cortez on the other. So the best thing to do is just email John at uh, fishtalkradio.com and uh, take advantage of a really sweet deal. Now, we're going to come back here on Fish Talk Radio with Joe Meyer from Berkeley Line. I hope you can stay with us. It's time for you to take a real fun adventure. Join a hosted fishing adventure to Alaska or Baja with the staff of Fish Talk Radio. Real Fun Adventures can book you on any adventure you desire. Bring your fishing friends or meet new ones. Fish Talk Radio gets the best deals from our sponsors to give you the best possible price. Real Fun Trips are inclusive, easy, no-worry packages to the most popular fish grounds. Trips start around $600. Go to reelfunadventures.com. If you are still using a plastic hard shell cooler, things have changed for the better. AO coolers are lighter with twice the efficiency of the traditional bulky coolers. AO coolers are the best available soft-sided cooler with three-quarter inch high-density closed-cell foam insulation. They will keep ice frozen for 24 hours in hot weather. Easy to carry, less space, it fits product inside for better performance. Go to aocoolers.com to order or find a retailer available at West Marine. We have something new and exciting for all fishermen and fisherwomen, from 5 to 12-year-old boys and girls to teenagers and adults. Join the Unreal Fish Sales Fresh and Saltwater Fishing Club to get an amazing 50% discount on all Unreal rods and reels, 40% discount on all apparel, and 30% discount on all Unreal mounts. This monthly Fresh and Saltwater video contest has a cash prize up to $2,500. Members who join our Unreal Fish Sales Club anytime this holiday season will receive a free Unreal Fishtails shirt or hat of their choice. Go to our website at unrealfishtails.com to join. It's Unreal. Fish have tails. Do you have an Unreal Fishtail to share? Unreal Fishtails wants to post it. Go to unrealfishtails.com. Real is spelled with a double E. Join the club and win big money with your short videos. No matter what, you win with half price on all quality reels and rods, plus huge discounts and accessories. Perfect gift for anglers. Check out the website now at unrealfishtails.com. 
FlyFishing.com. A full-service fly shop. His and her fly fishing offers FFI-certified international fly fishing instructor and guide service with Frank Selby. Listen to Frank as host of FishHuntTalkRadio.com or listen live Saturdays on Sirius XM Radio Channel 211. Custom flies are handmade to, to your order in-house in Newport Beach. Fishing in Mexico, Belize, Florida, or the Rockies, Frank and the staff will deliver exactly what you need. Flies and gear. Google his and her fly fishing. Vagabundos Delmar Boat and Travel Club has 42 years experience introducing RVers to the joys of Mexico. Specializing in Baja, Vagabundos leads caravans and sponsors fishing tournaments, trailer boat cruises, and weekend getaways in Mexico and the West. Vagabundos Delmar saves its 10,000 members tons of money on low-cost auto insurance. Stay up to date on Mexican travel with the printed newsletter online at vagabundos.com or call 800-474-BAHA. Welcome back to Fish Talk Hunt Radio with John Hennigan. This is John Hennigan with our host Frank Selby. And we have a special guest who knows everything there is to know about microfiber uh, spectral liner. Uh, how many different uh, names or lines do you have in that, Joe? Berkeley. Oh, we got quite a few under the Berkeley brand, Spiderwire brand, Strand brand. Uh, absolutely. Is there any and difference have- or... Different oh, yeah. applications for any of them? Oh, absolutely. A lot of different uh, applications. Yes, they're all formulated oh, just, just give us a quick rundown. Okay, perfect. Uh, well, if you've ever looked at the line wall, there's a lot to choose from. From the super line, which is what you'd call the microfiber with zero stretch. Then you got the a large section of nylon monofilament, which obviously the base material is nylon. And then you have mm-hmm. the sector over there that's growing is the fluorocarbon. And it oh, yeah. also is its own sector, which, which is the PVDF raw material that everybody uses. Mm-hmm. Well, let's, let's uh, go over those real quick, because anybody yeah. that fishes knows what it is and how to use it. Um, but starting uh, with the line itself, uh, the uh, super line, is the big advantage is that uh, you can put like three times the amount on a reel. So if you load yep. it up, even a smaller reel, you put three to 500 yards on it. And then uh, it's a good idea to put nylon, because the microfiber does not stretch. So put about, what, what would you say, 30 feet or so of, uh, of uh, nylon monofilament? If I would be on the coastal, on the deep, Deep sea fishing, absolutely, you, you'll put on that 30, 30, 40. Sometimes people would go up to 50 foot of a nylon monofilament on the end of it. Uh-huh. And uh, that definitely gives uh, a little bit of extra, people would say, shock absorber in there. And then yeah. the comment is made that the nylon, especially closer to the lure, gains a little bit extra abrasion resistance. But you are true there because Superline, uh, is all made out of you know different different companies make it, but it's you know, spun polyethylene with zero stretch, and so yeah. and it's oh, strength Kev- per Kevlar. diameter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep, and the strength per diameter of it is three to four times of what nylon is. So yes, you can put a lot more on it, but the last twenty, thirty, forty, fifty feet, depending on your personal preference, you would top shot it with your nylon. Yes, to take mm-hmm. extra abuse. And give you a little bit of stretch to your, to your yeah. Well, your the, the super line, there's no stretch. Uh, one Zero of the other stretch. advantages is if you're trolling, uh, it'll cut through the water easier because of the smaller diameter. Absolutely, it yeah. Cuts mm-hmm. the water easier. And so there, you know, you don't want to not use nylon, but uh, if you got if you got a big fish on, and you got plenty of line. Uh, you know, you, you don't worry about getting spooled. That ain't going to happen uh, because right. those fish might swim a few hundred yards, but they will soon get tired, and then you got to start cranking to get your line back. Yeah. But if you know they're not going to take off to Japan, might <laughs> might seem like they are when they start running, but they won't. Eventually, yeah, they run get off a hundred yards. A hundred yards start a bringing your line back. A lot of line. Yeah. And then uh, favorite. 
you and then you also mentioned hydro or uh, 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 what about fluorocarbon? Absolutely, and, there's you know that has a lot of advantages, but you know some disadvantages. Fluorocarbon apparently does not absorb water. Correct. Um, and uh, but it doesn't stretch, and it's almost invisible in the water. So you might want to put, you know, a little bit of that, usually about 10, 15 feet is plenty. Yep. That stuff is Interestingly cheap enough, how you said that is, you're correct, fluorocarbon has a refractive index, and that's what everybody is touting, that fluorocarbon, the base material, is a refractive index that's the closest to water. That comes in the invisibility side of it. The mm-hmm. other one is fluorocarbon is a denser material. Its density is about 1.74, where water is 1. So since it's denser, it sinks. It actually has more weight per unit length. So it, it feels different to a fisherman. You actually feel that it seems to be more sensitive. Um, yeah. It's got a little harder surface to it. So people have claimed that a lot of people like a fluorocarbon also as a leader because it's a little harder. I feel it's more. Well, it, tend, it tends not to be uh, get abrasive like uh, nylon might be. That is absolutely correct. That's the other side of it. Um, but interestingly enough, that the comment from a from most avids, most fishermen is it doesn't stretch either, and oh. it actually does. It stretches depending on how you formulate it. A, an average. Fluorocarbon line has the same elongation to break as an average nylon mm-hmm. monofilament. It just well. The other different. thing to keep in mind: you should be using circle hooks, and you don't ever set the hook uh, on uh, um, circle hooks. You just let them run with it and allow the hook to slide up and grab them in the jaw. And the uh, do the work. You wanna, if you try and set the hook, you're just going to pull the hook out. Hey, John, not all people are as lazy as you are when we're fishing. Oh, I see. You, you, you love to set that hook, huh? Yes. Oh. Oh, and Frank, I only like use some... about five, uh, four feet of fluorocarbon. Mm-hmm. And I only use it when it's not sunny. Use it when it's okay. Say that again. I use it when it's not sunny. When it's overcast, oh. I don't think there's anything uh, anywhere better than that. But yeah. when it's really sunny and small streams, you got to be very careful with fluorocarbon. Yeah, yeah, and it's uh, you know the knots you got to be careful with them too. Yeah. Oh yes, yes. But I think it's a godsend. Oh, the, the the super line is what you know is what. Uh, Joe's specialty is he works for Berkeley, and he's pretty much the design engineer and the expert when it comes to uh, braided line. Yep. And so is it made out of a combination of things, Joe, or is it Kevlar or what? No, Superline is all gel-spun polyethylene. It's the same stuff you make your bulletproof vest out of, uh, offshore mooring ropes. Um, and that's really most all Superlines. They've... Way, way back in the day, there was some Kevlar and some Vectran that was tried. But the dilemma with those materials is they're not UV-stable. So under a lot of UV light on them, they break down and you lose all your strength. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you a quick story. does not. When it first came out, I was anxious to use it. So I actually had to put on it a tackle shot because Mm -hmm. you have to keep it tight. And I was up in Alaska, hooked a nice-sized salmon. And I think I had maybe 50 feet of mono after it, and this fish started running. And when it came down to the braided line, it just locked. The line had dug into itself, and I couldn't get it free. So I just, you know, I try and bring the fish in a little bit and let it run and bring it back in. I finally lost it. But man, I was that wasn't happy about that at all. I go, this stuff sucks. Well, at that time, it was kind of an oval shape. And if you, you know, if you try and um, put some pressure on it, it'll just dig right into the spool and it just won't come out. So one a couple of things. First of all, 
when you when you put it on the reel, you have to keep it very tight. Now, it's not like any of the other lines. You have to just hold it and just wipe it very tight. But the lines now don't have that much of a problem. And the newer ones are much, much better at not digging in. And then the, we built tackle, like the reels and the rods, that also are more attuned to fishing with a Superline product or a, or a zero-stretch product. Guys, we're going to have to leave it there. We've run out of time for this segment, and it's always a cool little mini lesson of fishing line when we have Joe Meyer on the show from Berkeley Fishing Line. Just Google Berkeley Fishing Line, and uh, you'll get the information you need. And we're coming back on Fish Hunt Talk Radio. Stay with us. Cape of Baja, Mexico is world famous for sport fishing. Dorado, tuna, wahoo, marlin, sailfish, roosterfish, and parco. The Van Warmer Resorts make dreams come true at a price all can afford. Hotel Palmas de Cortez, Playa del Sol, and Hotel Punta Colorado have the biggest and best sport fishing fleet in all of Mexico. Call toll-free to 877-777-TUNA to find out how affordable world-class fishing can be. The finest resorts and the best boats in East Cape. Call 877-777-TUNA. Vagabundos del Mar, Boat and Travel Club has 42 years experience introducing RVers to the joys of Mexico. Specializing in Baja, Vagabundos leads caravans and sponsors fishing tournaments, trailer boat cruises, and weekend getaways in Mexico and the West. Vagabundos Del Mar also saves its 10,000 members tons of money on low-cost auto insurance. Stay up to date on Mexican travel with the printed newsletter online at vagabundos.com or call 800-474-BAJA. We have something new and exciting for all fishermen and and fisherwomen, from 5 to 12 year old boys and girls to teenagers and adults. Join the Unreal Fish Sales Fresh and Saltwater Fishing Club to get an amazing 50% discount on all Unreal rods and reels, 40% discount on all apparel, and 30% discount on all Unreal mounts. This monthly Fresh and Saltwater video contest has a cash prize up to $2,500. Members who join our Unreal Fish Sales Club anytime this holiday season will receive a free Unreal Fishtails shirt or hat of their choice. Go to our website at unrealfishtails.com to join. It's unreal. Fish have tails. Do you have an unreal fishtail to share? Unreal Fishtails wants to post it. Go to unrealfishtails.com. Real is spelled with a double E. Join the club and win big money with your short videos. No matter what, you win with half price on all quality reels and rods, plus huge discounts and accessories. Perfect gift for anglers. Check out the website now at unrealfishtails.com. A full service fly shop. His and her Fly Fishing offers FFI certified international fly fishing instructor and guide service with Frank Selby. Listen to Frank as host of FishHuntTalkRadio.com or listen live Saturdays on Sirius XM Radio Channel 211. Custom flies are handmade to, to your order in-house in Newport Beach. Fishing in Mexico, Belize, Florida, or the Rockies, Frank and the staff will deliver exactly what you need. Flies and gear. Google his and her fly fishing. It's time for you to take a real fun adventure. Join a hosted fishing adventure to Alaska or Baja with the staff of Fish Talk Radio. Real Fun Adventures can book you on any adventure you desire. Bring your fishing friends or meet new ones. Fish Talk Radio gets the best deals from our sponsors to give you the best possible price. Real Fun Trips are inclusive, easy, no-worry packages to the most popular fish grounds. Trips start around $600. Go to reelfunadventures.com. Welcome back to Fish Talk Hunt Radio with John Hennigan. This is John Hennigan and our host Frank Selby. And we have a special guest that's going to be very interesting, a couple of different subjects. And uh, Guido is going to be joining us. And, um, well, you're going to find out what we're going to talk about. But it has to do with salmon. And he's big on um, conserving and protecting and, and promulgating. So, Guido, could you give us a little bit of an idea about, uh, you know, what what you're about, what you do? So I'm a fisherman. <laughs> you know, I fish <laughs> with flies, and I do a lot of salmon fishing. And I grew up in Oregon uh, fishing for salmon and steelhead and trout. You know, I grew up with a family of fishermen, and I became very passionate about that. I'm a fly tire. And, um, 
you know, I learned something uh, as I grew up from my family and my father who fished and my grandfather, which is um, with the gift, you know, or with the honor uh, that comes with fishing and catching fish comes an obligation, right, to help protect the places that you love. So that's a, a theme in my family, in our family, and so I do a lot of fishing. And I, when I'm not fishing, I'm working to help protect those rivers uh, before they get messed up because, you know, all fishermen and hunters know this. I know both of you guys know it. we got to hand these places off to our kids, and that's what I do. Mm-hmm. And give and, us an idea about what that is that you do. So uh, I run an organization called the Wild Salmon Center, and it's focused around one simple idea, and that is we're protecting the last best salmon and steelhead rivers across the Pacific Rim. So we're working in the Russian Far East to protect the big wild salmon and taman rivers in Russia. We're working in Alaska to help protect Bristol Bay. We're working in British Columbia to protect the best salmon rivers in British Columbia, rivers like the Skeena and the Dean. And we're in Oregon and Washington State, where the best salmon rivers left are on the Oregon coast. And what we decided to do is not focus on protecting the most threatened ones. We're finding the ones that are in the best shape today because the cost of preventing them from being damaged by building dams or cutting all the trees down or building gold mines, it's easier to prevent those things from happening than it is to try to get rid of them once they're in there. So we're taking a long view. We're going into these systems. We're protecting them. So nobody can ever mess them up. Taking kind of a multi-decadal view, and I will say, if if I just add something to that, it, the problem with salmon rivers and steelhead rivers is they're just disappearing. Uh, most of the salmon and steelhead populations south of Canada, where I live in the Pacific Northwest, are on the endangered species list. And the same thing's happening on the Russia, on the Asian side and the Russian side, and the decline are working their way north, where, where salmon runs are collapsing because of overfishing, because of habitat loss, dam building, mining, et cetera. And so we're, we're going to do something about it, or we're going to lose this beautiful fish. Well, it wasn't too long ago in Oregon, we almost lost all the kings, and a lot of people on Mount Hood started putting in fish boxes with the salmon eggs and the individuals. Were you one of them back in the day? No, we were one of the ones that listed the salmon under the Endangered Species Act, and if that hadn't happened, they'd be gone by now. The problem is you can't build hatcheries to replace the wild fish. We have hatcheries no. all over the place, and so many hatchery-born fish that it's putting, creating problems for the wild fish. So we got to have some rivers that have just wild fish in them, and so that's one of the things we're working on. So that, you know, Washington State's got hatcheries everywhere. We need to have uh, rivers that are for wild fish, and I, I, I've been, I caught a couple of beautiful ones just the other day, so they're there. <laughs> Yeah, I, I love to fish the wild ones. Like, if somebody would have thought of this 40 years ago, we would have had a lot of salmon on the East Coast. There's no wild salmon, in my opinion, left on the East Coast. Well, real quickly, uh, Frank, the Atlantic salmon is a species, um, but not, like 95 or there's no commercial fishing for Atlantic salmon because they're almost gone. And most all the Atlantic salmon now are farm-raised. Yeah. Oh, the other thing I really wanted to get into was uh, pebble mining. You got something to talk about with that? Oh, yeah, I do. Let's I do. go I for it. I, I guess my message is uh, I'm going to tell you about pebble. Everyone who's ever put their ever waded into a stream with a fishing rod in their hands used to know about this one. So the biggest stronghold for wild salmon anywhere in the world is Bristol Bay, Alaska. The Nishigak, the Quijak, the rivers that flow into Bristol Bay, Alaska, which is the western part of Alaska, just north of the Panhandle. There's so many salmon that come in there. Some years they have over 60 million salmon arrive. You can see the salmon runs from the airplane flying overhead. There's no migration anywhere in the world like it. There's no rivers that produce more salmon than the rivers of Bristol Bay. The problem is a Canadian mining company has discovered gold and copper in the headwaters of Bristol Bay and is trying to build what will be one of the biggest 
mines in North America to mine for copper and gold. Well, the problem is all those tailings or the, 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 the extra rock from that process gets stored on the site behind a big earthen tailings dam that'll be uh, 600, you know, it'll be something like 10 billion gallons of toxic waste will be stored behind that dam upstream from the salmon run. And so the pollution that can happen will never go away. That junk and that toxic mess will be there in geologic time forever. So the Canadian company will make a lot of money and then leave us a mess. And we're very much, we're not against mining, but we're really against mining in that river. And so we're trying to stop this Canadian company from building this horrible t copper mine. Uh, and it's been a real battle. Ten years we've been trying to get this thing killed. We are making a little progress, aren't we? Yeah, we've made some important progress, actually. And uh, Senator Murkowski from Alaska has finally come out and said she's opposed to the mine and wants to end it. We've had the Army Corps of Engineers has not given it a permit yet to move ahead. We got people who are, it doesn't matter if you're a Republican or a Democrat. You know, this is a bad mine. You got Johnny Morris from Bass Pro and Cabela's standing up and all kinds of people saying this is the wrong mine in the wrong place. And now finally we got the Senate delegation from Alaska. So we're trying to get them to move ahead and save this place. Yeah, because if we don't, we're going to lose 90% of our wild salmon. We'll lose not 90% of the world salmon. You'll just lose, well, most of the world soccer, but you'll lose the most important place on the planet Earth for wild salmon, which is on our land as Americans. And, you know, we're spending hundreds of millions of dollars a year down in, in Oregon and Washington and California trying to restore the salmon hundreds of millions of dollars a year trying to restore the salmon, while at the same time we're going to let a Canadian company make a mess out of Bristol Bay, so then they can make us – just it makes no sense at all. So if you care about this stuff, I'll, I'll just say two things. One is, look, I was taught raising up these – you know, my grandfather said to me, you go out in the world and do what you got to do. But when somebody messes with your home waters, the rivers that you love or the lakes that you love, when someone messes with your home waters, you got to fight for them. That comes with the deal. You get to fish, you get to hunt, but you got to come back and fight for the places that you love. And I believe in that. And that's that's what we're doing. So all of you that are listening, come back home at the end of your what you do and fight for the places that you love. And some of those places might be the places that we're trying to protect. So if you can get online and go to wildsalmoncenter.org and Google our website, you'll know about the Pebble Mine issue. And there's a book that's come out called Stronghold by Tucker Malarkey, called Stronghold. And in that book, it talks about what we're doing. And it also talks about, we found some rivers, this is on a different subject, but we found some rivers in Russia that have these giant trout that are called caiman. And they get to be up to 100 pounds in size. And these trout feed on adult salmon. And so Tucker writes about the quest for the giant caiman in Russia. So if you want a great read, and you can also get it on tape, uh, go to the website, Wild Salmon Center, and then get, get the book. Uh, you can also get it from Amazon uh, called Stronghold. And it's a great read for anyone that likes to fish. Yeah, and there are, uh, tell them how to send a donation to help you guys. Hey, if, if you want to help us out, we could always use the help. And if you just want to... Know what we do, do that too. But just go on the website, www.wildsalmoncenter.org. And there's enough fish pictures on there and river pictures to make you uh, want to go fishing <laughs> and want to head out yeah. there. You got one question for him, Mark? Yeah, I'm right here on the on the website right now, the Wild Salmon Center website. And uh, first of all, you're right. It is a beautiful, beautiful website with all these incredible images. And uh, tell me again how we can get this Stronghold book. Is that on your website oh, we, or Amazon? It's just go on Amazon, uh, and it's called Stronghold. It's by Tucker Malarkey, and it tells the stories inside some of these places, including the hunt for the giant payment. And uh, people love this book. Uh, so it's called Stronghold. And it's, you can get it on Amazon. Stronghold by Tucker Malarkey, M-A-L-A-R-K-E-Y. 
And we've got uh, wildsalmoncenter.org, and there's a little tab here that you can click on and, and donate. It seemed like a pretty simple thing and a, a good thing to support this organization, wildsalmoncenter.org. Hey, we could use the help. Yeah. And thank you for saying yeah. that. I appreciate it. <sighs> well, and then your, your contact information is uh, you go to the same place? Yes. Yeah. I want to thank Bob for having me call you and come on, having you on here. We need all the help we can get us in our salmon. This thing about pebbles is completely new to me. So what's happening is that, you know, the little tiny pieces of gold, they go down into the gravel. Okay, okay, guys, we're going to have to leave it there for now. Obviously, get to that website, wildsalmoncenter.org. Find out what's going on. This is Fish Hunt Talk Radio. Falling like the woods, oh, I fish everywhere. We have something new and exciting for all fishermen and fisherwomen, from 5 to 12-year-old boys and girls to teenagers and adults. Join the Unreal Fish Sales Fresh and Saltwater Fishing Club to get an amazing 50% discount on all Unreal rods and reels, 40% discount on all apparel, and 30% discount on all Unreal mounts. This monthly Fresh and Saltwater video contest has a cash prize up to $2,500. Members who join our Unreal Fish Sales Club anytime this holiday season will receive a free Unreal Fishtails shirt or hat of their choice. Go to our website at unrealfishtails.com to join. It's Unreal. Fish have tails. Do you have an Unreal Fishtail to share? Unreal Fishtails wants to post it. Go to unrealfishtails.com. Real is spelled with a double E. Join the club and win big money with your shirt videos. No matter what, you win with half price on all quality reels and rods, plus huge discounts and accessories. Perfect gift for anglers. Check out the website now at unrealfishtails.com. The road stretches for miles in front of you. And with the Ram 1500, you'll be able to reach mile after open mile. It gets a best-in-class 25 miles per gallon highway. So your destination won't just be determined by your gas gauge, but by your gauge for achievement. And the Ram 1500 is the first-ever back-to-back Motor Trend Truck of the Year. Guts. Glory. Ram. See your local Ram dealer today for great deals. EPA estimated 25 MPG highway based on V6 4x2. A full-service fly shop, his and her fly fishing, offers FFI-certified international fly fishing instructor and guide service with Frank Selby. Listen to Frank as host of FishHuntTalkRadio.com or listen live Saturdays on Sirius XM Radio Channel 211. Custom flies are handmade to to your order in-house in Newport Beach. Fishing in Mexico, Belize, Florida, or the Rockies, Frank and the staff will deliver exactly what you need. Flies and gear. Google his and her fly fishing. Alaskan RV Butler. Guiding, fishing, hiking, sightseeing, adventure. The Alaskan RV Butler. Like a cruise on wheels in the comfort of an RV. View the wonders of Alaskan interior, streams, ocean, and wildlife. Or fish for the big one. All while pampered by Mike, the Alaskan RV Butler. Mike's inclusive tours serve butter-drenched shellfish and mouth-watering steaks. Mike is your personal chef, chauffeur, guide, and planner. And for the real Alaska, contact MikeRVButler at gmail.com. That's MikeRVButler at gmail.com. It's time for you to take a real fun adventure. Join a hosted fishing adventure to Alaska or Baja with the staff of Fish Talk Radio. Real Fun Adventures can book you on any adventure you desire. Bring your fishing friends or meet new ones. Fish Talk Radio gets the best deals from our sponsors to give you the best possible price. Real Fun Trips are inclusive, easy, no-worry packages to the most popular fish grounds. Trips start around $600. Go to reelfunadventures.com. Welcome back to Fish Talk Hunt Radio with John Hennigan. This is John Hennigan and, of course, our host, Frank Selby. And we have a guest coming on that I'm very anxious to talk to. Very, very interesting what he does. And, uh, Harry, why don't I let you uh, tell us what, because I'm still a little confused sometimes. About uh, okay, you know, you've got you got a you yeah. got a, you got a real government job, but that's not really your passion. <laughs> but go, go ahead and tell us. Okay, I work for the Department of Fish and Wildlife as a public information officer under a classification called retired annuitants. So you come back 
for about six months out of the year work, and then you have the rest of the year that they don't have hours or anything for you. And so what I do is I have a second residence in Idaho, and that's where I'm at right now and just completed a deer hunt. So it's good to talk to you. Yeah. Do I get a couple of steaks? Uh, it's a long airmail express, buddy. <laughs> yeah, I do. Uh, it might be worth it, Frank, but I know you've got a lot of friends. I do it. Anyway, uh, you probably do more in six months in conservation than most of us do in a lifetime. Well, I work at it and have a good time. It's become a real uh, vocation and avocation, something I really enjoy. Yeah. Uh, so as as you don't work, you're just what, having what, a good what, time. What is your goal? What are you concerned? <laughs> you guys uh, are talking kind of, over each know, other. Go ahead, Harry. Yeah, one of the things that, that's really fun to look at in California, though, is it's one of the only states that has three different types of elk. The, Tui elk, which is found nowhere else, Roosevelt, and the Rocky Mountains. So, yeah. you know, we were going to talk a little bit about elk and a little bit about other things like wild pigs. And gee, there's uh, lots of interesting stuff going on there in California too. And um, the, well, elk is you know is, is probably number one on most hunters' uh, wish list. But they're not easy to hit. They're not easy to find or to take down. Yeah, California is kind of a unique situation in that we only issued last year 281 elk tags, and that we have a total elk herd of about 12,500 elk. So it's a very small, small harvest. Now you go to a state like Colorado, where they have upwards of 200,000 available tags, and they've got over, you know, 200,000 elk. But the success ratio in Colorado, you know, ranges from 10 to 25%. So what it says is that getting an elk is a real special occasion, whether you're in California and lucky enough to draw one of the few tags or you go to a state, Colorado has the most elk, in the western United States, or you end up in Montana. But those are kind of the, the two top states for the elk hunters. Mm-hmm. Well, even if you get a tag, that doesn't guarantee anything. Not in California and not anywhere else. <laughs> <laughs> you got to do a lot of mile walking, John. You never do 10 or 15 miles a day. Well, what you find out is you better take a little time and get into shape if you're going to hunt elk in the in the Rocky Mountain West or if you're going to hunt them. You know, even we've got some tule elk draws that are up in the Sacramento Valley in the foothills, and those guys that do draw those tags, they walk miles and miles to get a crack on an elk. So it's a unique species, and, uh, boy, they are delicious eating. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and it's uh, you know, it's you know, it's it's hard to get because even somebody that hunts elk, uh, there's a lot of meat on it, but everybody has a lot of friends all of a sudden. <laughs> I want to tell you, when I shoot an elk, I have more friends pop out of the woodwork than I've ever known. <laughs> yeah, Harry, my friend. <laughs> yeah, yeah Harry, my friend. Who are you? That great, yeah. you know. So yeah, it's a it's a very special hunt and. Most all the western states are starting their elk hunts the middle of October through, you know, the beginning of November. So we're right in the beginning, and uh, there's people heading to Colorado, to Idaho, to Montana. It's uh, right now everybody's getting really excited, and the first big winter cold snap's coming in. It's going to be down around zero tomorrow, and that will get the hunters moving and the elk moving. Uh-huh. Hard to well, believe zero, you, isn't when it? it when there's snow on the ground, are they easy to track? Uh, um, say I'm that sorry, what did you say? I said yeah, if there's uh, snow on the ground, does that make it easier? 
Yeah, it really does because you can see the tracks, and what happens is when the animals are in amongst the trees, their natural brown color isn't as camouflaged as it has been because you've got white snow on the ground. So you pick up these movements, and you also pick up the color. So snow is always very well welcomed by elk hunters. Yeah, the only trouble is you better be very careful because a lot of times you can get turned around when you're elk hunting. Yeah. Uh, well, you yeah, know what? We said we were going to talk about wild boar. And if you don't mind, I'd like to switch over to that. You bet. Now, my understanding is that the western United States is overrun with wild pigs. And there's a, there's a, a domestic pig. Uh, can go feral and it becomes a wild pig. But the wild pigs are kind of a different breed, aren't they, with the Hungarian pigs and uh, some of the other ones that you know have the tusks and the, the hair and stuff. So can you just give a well, quick idea about, about what a, a sure. wild boar as opposed to a domestic? Okay, so, I mean, the settlers started releasing domestic pigs in the 1700s with the Franciscan. And so you had wild, you know, pigs that were domesticated but released out into the oak woodlands to feed, and then they'd go out and round them up. So some of those wandered off. And then about 1920, European wild boars were introduced into Monterey County by an individual who wanted to see a change in the dynamics of the genetics. So they get those big Tuscan things. And so that's been going on now for you know, almost 100 years with those European wild boars breeding with the pigs that we have in California, and you'll see it. When you shoot a really nice big one with the European mixture, they're black, they've got a mane on them, they've got nice tusks, and when you shoot one that's less wild European strain and more of the domestic strain, it'll be shorter and fatter, and but they can really run. So... You know, there are a lot of pigs. California estimates between 200 and 300,000 pigs in California. Wow. That's a lot of pigs in the woods. And, so, you know, the other thing is you want to be careful because those pigs are mean. And if you, you know, you got one running at you and you shoot in the forehead, the bullet will bounce off. Well, it just depends on how big your bullet is. <laughs> yeah, <that's true. laughs> I was thinking the same thing. But the yeah, Ru- the Russian boar that uh, Hearst put in, they have a much stockier front than most uh, domesticated pigs. Absolutely. They're- and they'll average, you know, between 185 and 250, and a lot of the ones with the domestic strain that are really in the wild, because making a living in the wild is not easy. Those boars will be in the 150 to 180-pound class, and the sows in the 70 to 100-pound class. But you mix in that European-Russian wild boar stuff, and they do get much bigger. The genetics are tougher. So, yeah, there's a you know real concern when you're in the woods uh, you know, you you try to avoid you know confrontations at all costs. That's the main thing. Well, I got I got a couple of questions, and we're going to get into where to where to hunt pigs in a minute. But uh, how do you bring them down? Um, if he's running at you, you don't have much choice. But uh, preferably, <laughs> uh, what's the best way to to bring them down? Well, what you're trying to do is about ten percent of the pigs in California are hunted with packs of dogs, and they circle the pig up, and you move in, you make sure the dogs are out of the way, and then you shoot the pig right behind the shoulder. Yeah. Uh, make, you always are very careful with the dogs. Now, that's 10%. The other 90% are people that are on the ground stalking, doing whatever it is. Maybe you're deer hunting, you come across the wild pig. Well, you try to take and make that same vital shot right behind the, the shoulder about midway or a of a, about a third away up from the bottom of the chest. And that puts it in yeah. the heart lung uh, area. And that's, that's the way that you want to shoot those pigs. That way they go down and stay down. Yeah. 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 Usually up in the Adelaide, we used to hunt them around the springs while they were wall, wallowing in the mud. 
Yeah. Well, I guess. Uh, yeah, and then when and you have to clean one and, of those and, things, it's the biggest mess of the world. <laughs> I know. I've done it. Last one I got was two twenty-five field dress and uh, the cape off. Wow. Hey, Harry, what and is that the driving directly behind Hearst Castle property? What's the mm-hmm. website there, Harry, where people can find out about your organization? Okay, so it's the California Department of Fish and Wildlife, and you just put into your Google search engine. It'll prop right up, you know, and if you're looking for pigs and elk and information, go into, it'll say hunting, and then it'll bring up a selection of the different types of animals. And like on pigs, you click on that one, and it takes you over, and I was just reviewing this. You know, we've got the statistics on how many are harvested each year, what counties... And then they have another click that'll take you to a brochure on how to hunt. Okay, well, hang on, hang on. Let's let's keep Harry on for a little bit here, and we're going to get that clarified. This is Fish Hunt Talk Radio. We'll be right back. We have something new and exciting for all fishermen and fisherwomen, from 5 to 12-year-old boys and girls to teenagers and adults. Join the Unreal Fish Tales Fresh and Saltwater Fishing Club to get an amazing 50% discount on all Unreal rods and reels, 40% discount on all apparel, and 30% discount on all Unreal mounts. This monthly Fresh and Saltwater video contest has a cash prize up to $2,500. Members who join our Unreal Fish Tales Club anytime this holiday season will receive a free Unreal Fishtails shirt or hat of their choice. Go to our website at unrealfishtails.com to join. It's Unreal. Fish have tails. Do you have an Unreal Fishtail to share? Unreal Fishtails wants to post it. Go to unrealfishtails.com. Real is spelled with a double E. Join the club and win big money with your shirt videos. No matter what, you win with half price on all quality reels and rods, plus huge discounts and accessories. Perfect gift for anglers. Check out the website now at unrealfishtails.com. A full-service fly shop, his and her fly fishing, offers FFI-certified international fly fishing instructor and guide service with Frank Selby. Listen to Frank as host of FishHuntTalkRadio.com or listen live Saturdays on Sirius XM Radio Channel 211. Custom flies are handmade to to your order in-house in Newport Beach. Fishing in Mexico, Belize, Florida, or the Rockies, Frank and the staff will deliver exactly what you need. Flies and gear. Google his and her fly fishing. It's time for you to take a real fun adventure. Join a hosted fishing adventure to Alaska or Baja with the staff of Fish Talk Radio. Real fun adventures can book you on any adventure you desire. Bring your fishing friends or meet new ones. Fish Talk Radio gets the best deals from our sponsors to give you the best possible price. Real fun trips are inclusive, easy, no-worry packages to the most popular fish grounds. Trips start around $600. Go to reelfunadventures.com. If you are still using a plastic hard shell cooler, things have changed for the better. AO coolers are lighter with twice the efficiency of the traditional bulky coolers. AO coolers are the best available soft-sided cooler with three-quarter inch high-density closed-cell foam insulation. They will keep ice frozen for 24 hours in hot weather. Easy to carry, less space, it fits product inside for better performance. Go to aocoolers.com to order or find a retailer available at West Marine. Used by fishermen who know where to get the best fishing gear around, Aftco makes the highest quality fishing rod components worldwide. If it says Aftco, you know you have a quality rod. Guy Harvey Clothing, the best outdoor clothing line anywhere, is also available through Aftco. Longest lasting, functional, and best looking clothing you'll be proud to wear. Only the very best materials and workmanship. As soon as you put it on, you'll know the difference. Look for Aftco at quality retailers or go to AFTCO.com. Welcome back to Fish Talk Hunt Radio with John Hennigan. Yeah, and of course, we got Frank Selby and Gary. Uh, I just want to mention something real quick. Uh, when you get a, a wild pig or a boar, uh, they weren't uh, fed slop and cooped up in a pen. These animals are out there eating acorns and grain and, and, and uh, uh, you know, roots and stuff, and the meat is completely different. Completely different. So even though yeah, it's it not is actually really tasty, John. Yeah. Yeah. 
about how much degradation in California do wild boar do uh, to the grape growers and all that? Okay, so there's a couple of things out of the University of California Extension Ag Office that looks at total cost. All the different farmers in California can exceed $1 billion, which is kind of mind-boggling. And that looks at it. They're saying it's an 8 to 10% income loss to, you know, to farmers, ranchers in the areas that pigs are at. And I, there's five major counties in California that have lots and lots of pigs. Again, we're looking between 200,000 and 400,000. So, I mean, we're lots of pigs. And if you're going to go pig hunting, you got to get a pig tag and a license. And in California, the uh, licenses, you're running about 52 bucks if you're a resident. It's running about three times that if you're a non-resident. Then you got to buy a tag. Nineteen dollars for a resident, and it's eighty-two seventy-five for a non-resident. So you're into that, you know, depending whether you're resident or non-resident, between you know one hundred and fifty and two hundred and fifty. Yeah. And California issues annually about fifty thousand pig tags, but there's only about five thousand pigs that are reported harvested. And, yeah. Uh, about 80% come out of, you know, like Monterey County, San Luis Obispo County, Mendocino County, uh, Calusa County. It's, it's interesting. They're spread throughout the whole state except up in the, you know, the Redwoods up in the far northwest, yeah. you know. So we yeah. get a lot of pigs. Yeah. Bob, let's talk about Texas for a minute. Somebody told me there's more pigs than there are people in the state of Texas. Um, and they've got a, a big problem because, you know, they propagate, you know, they can have, uh, you know, what, two litters a year? Three. Right. Three? Well, you so that's, 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 that's 20, 30 offspring a year. Yeah. I mean, you know, they'll go from litters of three to 13 or 14, and you suddenly get two big litters. You got, you know close to 30 new little pigs running around and give them another year if that population dynamics is really something. Yeah. But, uh, you know, they, they don't, the big difference, the domestic, you know, they don't, they don't uh, live in pig slop and fed pig slop. They, uh, you know, they're, they're eating healthy whole grain acorns and, and uh, tubers and, and uh, roots and leaves and stuff. So it's a completely different look and different taste. Yeah, and their bodies are leaner overall. They can run. Man, I've had pigs that I have flushed that I thought they were greyhounds. Uh, you know, I'm really impressed by their ability to just flat out get away. Guys, it's almost time to wrap it up. Okay. All right. Well, we're going to have to bring it back on here. There's too much interesting stuff. Yeah. And I'll talk some more. This is the time. Is there a good time of the year for pigs, or does it make any difference? Hey, the top month is March, and this is actually November, late October, November is a good month. They're getting their final rootings in. They're getting those acorns off the ground. So now's a good time to go. And then the highest harvest come in March and April. Something to look forward to, everybody. This is Fish Hunt Talk Radio. We're going to wrap it up for today. Thank you so much for listening. We'll be back next week with Frank Selby and John Hennigan, and we'll have some more fun. Come on back. Come on back.